Yo, 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 yo. Welcome to episode number 67 of the Basketball Card Podcast. I'm your host, Adam. You can reach me at TheReal27Guy on Instagram. I apologize, guys. It has been a couple of months since the last time we did this. Um, but hopefully, we'll be able to do a lot more of these going forward. Um, I hope everybody's doing well. Hope the beginning of your summer is awesome. Um, if you are a Stranger Things fan, I hope you've enjoyed uh, the first seven uh, the first seven episodes of, of season four. I know my family and I did, at least my oldest son, my wife and I did. We loved that. Hope you're also enjoying the finals, obviously. The finals is currently 1-1, and it looks like it's going to be quite the series. Um, I felt at the beginning like Boston would be the team to win it. I still feel like Boston's the team that will win it, but I'm hoping for Golden State. Golden State in Game Two sure uh, sure looked great. You know they just they just blew out the Warriors. Or sorry, Golden State just blew out the Celtics. But the thing that's interesting about that is if you look back to just even last series, Miami made Boston look bad on several occasions, but Boston had this ability to bounce back and win games. And I I feel like they I feel like they will. That might not age well though. You know, it's it's it takes um, got to be a little bit brave to to predict the team that just got absolutely f- just drilled, right? Like Boston just absolutely got destroyed last game. But um, I I feel like the defense that that team has, and um, I'll tell you what, if if you watched game one, if you watched that fourth quarter, that team when it gets going offensively and I realize it was a historic quarter for them and you can't expect them to replicate that but they just have so many weapons combining that with their incredible defense they're easily the best defense in the league they probably have you know they probably have five guys on their team that are top quartile defenders and and being able to combine that with that great offense I was just talking about I, I think Boston wins it so that's my prediction, but don't put any money on it because I usually get these things wrong. <laughs> so I hope you guys are enjoying the finals. Hope you, I hope you're enjoying the beginning of summer and, and life is good for you. Uh, for those of you who are subscribed to Basketball Card Fanatic Magazine, issue 22 will be hitting mail ba- mailboxes really as soon as today. Um, I think it's more likely that it'll be later in the week, but the printer is not perfectly um, uh, predictable. And so as soon as today, but probably later in the week, we should start seeing uh, issues hit mailboxes. And the digital, um, I believe we will distribute this Saturday as well. So for those of you who are subscribing, uh, just know that that's when you can get those. It's a great great issue. I think you'll really like it. We've gone away from previewing too much of each issue. Um, Seems that subscribers really enjoy not knowing what will be in each one and then having it be a little bit of a surprise. So we haven't revealed who will be on the cover. We haven't revealed who the main interview is or what any of the main pieces will be. But for those of you who aren't subscribing, what I can tell you is you're getting 32 to 36 pages of basketball card content, original basketball card content every month that um, I think you'd really enjoy. We have pieces submitted to us from the community and we um, you know go through those and find the things that we think are most interesting for the community and so would love to have you love to have you subscribe to that you can do that bcfmag.com again bcfmag.com we if you want the hard copies they start as low as ten dollars and forty cents a month if you subscribe for a full year at a time and i want to thank all subscribers 
all sponsors, all contributors, everybody who's who's added to it. The magazine continues to grow, and we're really excited about it. All right, I teased today's uh, episode on my Instagram. For those of you who saw, um, mentioned that I had a major announcement to make, and I'm grateful to be able to make that announcement today. And the announcement is that I am leaving the world of private equity and venture capital to take an opportunity to work for PWCC. That is right. I'm leaving uh, my career of the last 12, 13 years to move into the world of cards full-time. As if I didn't have enough of my eggs in the card basket, <laughs> I'm now moving basically all of them into the card basket. I just love cards, guys. Um, and uh, for those of you who've been long-time listeners to, bas- to the Basketball Card Podcast and subscribers to Basketball Card Fanatic, you probably have realized by now that, um, that this, is, uh, this is really one of my life's passions. Um, I love cards. Right. I go to bed thinking about cards. I wake up thinking about cards. I like working on cards. And so um, I'm really excited. I want to tell the story of how I made this decision um, in this episode. And um, I hope that that will be um, I hope that that will be somewhat interesting to some of you guys. To those of you who I think are, are friends and, and who I've known for a long time. Um, and like I said, who are longtime listeners or subscribers. Uh, hopefully that will be somewhat interesting to you. Um, and then I'll talk about why PWCC and some other things along the way too, and and then finish off with some with a thought by Adam Grant, um, and um, you know some other things along the way that that kind of helped me make the decision. So, so first off, um, let me tell you the story. I have worked in the world of fund administration for twelve years. Um, I worked at. I worked for a hedge fund. Uh, I worked on hedge funds for five years at a fund admin shop in Salt Lake. I was the ninth guy on there. And um, while I was there, we were able to watch the company grow from, uh, like I said, I was the ninth person. And when I left, I think we were at 70 people. And um, I loved that job. I had a wonderful, wonderful um, opportunity there to learn about how to account for hedge funds. And I got pretty good at it. But I could see the the way that the um, that the investments industry was moving made me feel like um, commitment based funds, in particular private equity and venture capital, was was maybe a, a better way to to um, you know a better thing to to know about and was going to be an important skill set to to have. So I went from that world to I was recruited to a local company that is a that was a private equity fund, um, a group of pri- private equity funds, and they needed somebody to come in and do their fund administration and work on their finance team. And so I did that. In the last seven years, has been awesome. Um, I've really enjoyed it and had a great experience. I've loved the team, and it's been great learning about you know, private equity. Uh, we've grown into a multi-practice shop. We're not just doing private equity. We're doing venture capital. Um, you know, We have SPAC. We have... Um, we have a secondaries fund, and and I've gotten to to do a lot of really cool things. I really enjoyed it. I love I've loved the team and the people that I've worked with, and it's been fun helping that that grow. And it's been cool being a cog in in a in a small team like that. Um, but I felt along the last along the way this last couple of years a pull to maybe do other things. I don't always wake up in the morning excited about going and doing accounting and going and building a, a private equity fund, right? And so. Um, fast forward to about a month ago when I had an offer or an opportunity um, 
kind of put before put it in front of me by a friend, a friend who used to work with uh, the company that I've been working at for the last seven years on the investment team, and um, he had moved and become a managing director at a at a large family office investment um, group, and um, the reason that he was sort of contacting me was because he needed somebody to come in and do the exact same things that um, that I was doing, or not the exact same, but a lot of the same things that I was doing for my current company, for his company. The only difference was, obviously, it's a new company, and and it was going to pay a bunch more money. And so I looked at that opportunity, and I thought maybe this is it. You know, maybe this is maybe this is time for me to jump. I don't think take things like that lightly, though. I, you know, I I stayed at at each place that I've been for a really long time. And so I didn't really feel like it was going to be, um, you know, it, I didn't, I didn't love the idea of leaving where I'd been because just because that's who I am. I don't, I don't like jumping around a lot. I, I stay in the same place for a long time. I build relationships and stay close to my friends and I don't like leaving my friends basically. But I felt like it might be time. And, and as I looked at the offer and, um, you know, as I just sort of really started thinking through it, I thought, you know, is this is this what I want to do? Is this the right fit for me? And you know, thought really hard about it, um, and I felt like I was going to probably sign it. But before I signed it, I reached out to um, a friend at PWCC. Um, his name's Chris. He is the um, director of marketing at PWCC, and he and I have gotten to work together. Um, as we have, as, um, you know, as we've built basketball card fanatic over the course of the last couple of years and getting to know Chris has been awesome and getting to know some other members of the PWCC team has been awesome. And I just, I messaged him to see, you know, he, he hinted to me in the past that if, if I was ever interested in maybe working for PWCC, that I should just give him a try. And so I thought if I was ever going to have a moment where I, you know, really thought about this, I should do it now. And so I messaged him and I told him what I was thinking about. Um, and he said, okay, let me, let me put something together and let's talk about this and see if there's something, something there. Um, long story short, which I've already made too long. <laughs> um, I got the offer from PWCC to come over and work there. And um, I, I now had three wonderful opportunities in front of me. And so I looked at these three opportunities for, you know, for a long time. Opportunity number one was to work with a company that I love, that I've loved for a long time. And I've worked for for a long time, for seven years. Opportunity number two was to do the same thing, but for a bunch more money and work with another team that I thought I'd love. And then opportunity number three was to go work in cards, to go for it, to take the shot and to do the thing that I love. And so I am, um, I'm not good at telling a long, uh, a long story in a short way, guys. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so what I did is I, I mean, I thought about it for days, obviously, um, but the, but I had two moments that I think really like changed how I thought about the whole thing. Cause I, I mean, I've got, like, I've got a, I've got a, fa a big family, right? I've got four kids. Uh, my, my wife is, is, um, my wife does most of the really great things in my family. She's, you know, always like serving on the PTA and 
works in the community and helps so, and, and does so many things, right? She she makes our home run. She does everything. Anyways, I digress. As I mentioned, there were two moments that really like I will look back at and think of as being really important as I made this just ginormous decision. The first moment was when I took, um, as I was looking at each of these three op three opportunities as I, that I just outlined, I pulled out a piece of paper, like a full-size sheet of paper. I turned it sideways, horizontal, and at, at the top, I did, I, I wrote down each of these three opportunities. And then I wrote down, you know, I just, I just allowed my mind to go wherever, wherever I want, wherever it could go for the next hour. And I thought really freely and I gave myself permission to think however I wanted to. And I wrote down all the pros and cons of each opportunity. And you know, like any decision in life, there's, there's great things and there's some things that are negative and, 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 and things. And so I just wrote down all of these things. And then I circled the things that I felt like were the biggest, I would say the biggest rocks, um, uh, brief tangent when I say the big rocks I'm talking about that um, that object lesson that we've all seen before where you have a jar and you you have rocks to fit in the jar and you have sand to fit in the jar and if you put the big rocks in first then you can pour the sand in and everything fits in the jar right the jar represents your life the jar represents the time that you have in your life and but if you put the sand in first you can't push the rocks in afterwards right you've got to put the rock the big rocks in first well I circled the big rocks Right, the big things on this paper. And as I circled the different things that, that, that mattered most to me, two things really stood out. In the PWCC column, I circled two things that really mattered to me. The first one was, was a, was a one-liner that I wrote down, which is, I want to do this. I want to do this. I'm not somebody who often does what I want. I haven't, um, I often, I, like I'm an accountant, right? Like I, I went into a, I went into a career largely to be able to support my family, and I'm always thinking about like how can I, how can I do this for this person? What you know, what what does this person need um, in my, you know, I don't want to get too weird here, but in my church responsibilities and everything that I do, like I'm always thinking like how do I help this person? How do I, how do I make their life better? I wanted to go work for PWCC. That's what I wanted to do. And um, I wanted to sort of like stand up for myself. That's not what I'm trying to say. I wanted to like, I just wanted to like do something, do something that felt like it was a great thing for me. I wanted to, to go do that. And so that was important. Um, the other thing that I, that I circled uh, on that piece of paper was um, I circled work from home. I'll be staying in Salt Lake. Um, I'll need to go to Oregon for at least a few days um, a month. And, uh, but for the most part, my work that I'll be doing for PWCC, I'll be able to do here from my house. And so, you know, I looked, I looked at that and, and as I, as I went through that, that exercise, I, I still was pulled towards the new accounting opportunity. Um, and, um, but, but I, you know, I, I had those two big things circled for PWCC. And so I, I was probably at that point really leaning towards PWCC. And then, um, either that night or the night after I was in my basement and I was just, I was doing, I was like not in a good place. Actually, I was like trying to figure out what to do and like racked with, I was tormented by this difficult decision. And, um, uh, I was like scrolling through inspirational like 15 second clips on Instagram 
and I came across one that I that I shared last week. It's one of Jim Carrey speaking at a commencement, and he tells the story of how his father could have been a great comedian, uh, but his father chose the safe job, and Jim Carrey goes on to say, I learned many great things from my father, not the least of which is that you can fail at doing something you don't love, so you might as well do something you love. Um, and 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 I, I just looked at that and I went, you know, it's kind of hokey. It's not like something you want to live your whole life by, I don't think. But, but in that moment, I felt like internally, I felt like, Adam, like you love cards. <laughs> you love cards. You always have loved cards. You know, it's been the source of some of my like happiest things. Honestly, some of my saddest things too. I could go into go into a lot of stories with you guys about things that have been really difficult for me in the hard in the card world because I because I care so deeply, right? I care about relationships um, and friendships, and I I like I've done this for thirty. I mean, I've literally been in the hobby for thirty-two years consecutively, right? Like, I love cards. So, you know, I, I, I've had both of those experiences happen, the writing the things down on the page and the Jim Carrey video. And at the end of it, I just look, looked at myself in the mirror and I said, dude, you know what you want to do? Your family's okay. This is going to work out. Go do the card thing. Go work for PWCC. And so I messaged Chris the next morning and I said, Hey, dude, I think I'm going to take this opportunity. And it is a massive, massive change. So um, thanks for listening to that story. I know it was long and uh, and I could have made it longer. I tried to keep it short, but as always, I'm not the best storyteller, but I'm going to tell you guys exactly how I feel and what happened. So, all right. So why PWCC? That's the next thing I've written in my notes. Why PWCC? Like, um there's a, there's a lot of reasons to this, and, um, but, but let me just say first off, PWCC is my favorite card company. It is. There are graders who I love. There are, you know, there are card companies that I love. There are, um, you know, marketplaces. There are lots of different entities that you can work for in the world of sports cards. But for me, PWCC is my favorite card company. They've been kind and generous as we've built BCF. Um, over this last couple of years, and um, and honestly, like their their dollars they spent on sponsoring the magazine are are part part of what has made us really successful. Um, BCF continues to be successful, and um, you know I'm I couldn't be more grateful for the partnership that we have had that Kevin Remington and I have had with PWCC. Um, you've noticed they they're on the back of most issues. CSG has had um, an agreement so that they get one in every six um, um, back covers, uh, but PWCC has been on the back cover of all the other issues. Um, they've been kind and generous to us, but more than them being kind and generous to us, I just think that their company is fantastic. The vault is fantastic. They were the first to do a vault and they were the first by a long shot. Not only is the vault fantastic, but the way that it integrates with you collecting them being domiciled in Oregon, as I've talked about in previous um, episodes of, of this podcast, allows you to, um, you know, to save on your sales tax and it allows you to do a lot of different things uh, that are really um, efficient. The vault allows you to be efficient. 
I still wish that some of the processes were a little bit faster at PWCC. But having said that, like, I just, I, I, I don't want to like, I don't want to be too critical of, of a company that I just believe in so strongly in a, pro, a set of processes that are so much better than the competitions, guys. PWCC is my favorite card company because I think in a lot of ways it's the best card company. Um, you know, they they just they do everything the right way. The people who I that I know over there are all awesome. I've gotten to be good friends with several of them, and like they're all great. They all you know it just it's it feels like it feels in those relationships like each of them are really quality people, um, straight shooting people. Um, as I've talked to, to different people about the history of the company, some of them have said, you know, um, you know, we know we're not perfect, but we're trying to be the best company that we can be. And that's the experience that I've had with them. They're just, they're best in class um, and they make collecting more fun. They make it easier. And I, I mean, I don't have a bad thing to say, guys. You can only go off of the experiences that you've had. I mean, you can you can just listen to what other people say about on things but the, the thing that I think you'll find about most big entities is you're going to get mixed results from from or mi mixed reactions when you talk to people I've had people tell me all sorts of things about PWCC most of them very good though and the people who I know best in the community have almost exclusively good experiences with PWCC I have had nothing but 100% positive experiences um you know, I, I believe that PWCC wants to build the community. I believe that not just because of things they said, but because of interactions that I've had, because of things that they've, because of conversations that I've had with their team. They care about the community. I don't think they just care about money, but I do think they're running a fantastic business. And, you know, there's no question that they're making good money and as they, as they do what they're doing. But I'm going to tell you, I think the reason that they're making good money doing it and the reason that so many people have switched to the vault is because they're the best. So I want to build the community. You know, I want to make the world of card collecting a better one. And so if I was going to attach myself, you know, attach my wagon to any of these card companies, PWCC was going to be the one. And um, like I said, I, I'm really grateful for the opportunity. So um, I will start actually Thursday. Today's Tuesday, uh, June 7th and I will start on Thursday, June 9th and um, I won't be an accountant anymore. <laughs> I'll still keep my CPA license uh, just in case I ever need to go back. But um, but I feel like, you know, there's always an opportunity to go back into that world. The opportunity though today to work in the industry that I love, that I have like an, an amount of passion for is, is super liberating and free. Um, you know, like not a lot of us get a chance in our lives to really go for our dream. Like this is a dream for me to work in cards. I'm sitting here at my desk right now. I have cards all around me. I can write about cards. I can do content forever. And, you know, that's going to be, that's going to be a big part of my job. Um, I'm going to save two, I'm going to save, you know, what I will be doing for my work for maybe another time, whether it's another episode of this or another a piece in BCF or something like that. But um, but I will definitely be working with Chris in the marketing, marketing department. And I look forward to that. 
Um, I'll still be co-hosting the PWCC watch party with Jeremy unless he kicks me off. <laughs> but but I love Jeremy and what he's doing and, and being part of that show has been fantastic. And um, you guys know if you've ever watched the PWCC watch party of the premier auction, like I love covering that so, so much. Uh, more on that to come for sure. Uh, BCF, I don't think you'll see a big change. Um, I think it should only continue to improve and to grow. More, more on that to come for sure. I would say the biggest negative, okay, the biggest negative about this is, is without question that PWCC has um, a policy that I, that I wish didn't exist. I understand it, but the policy is to not let, um, is to, and they're very upfront and very clear about this. We're not allowed to buy or bid on cards that are, um, that are at PWCC. We're not allowed to. We're not allowed to do that. Like we have to sign an agreement when we start that I've already signed that says, you know, that th th here are my emails that are attached to my my card collecting, and I will not I will not sign up for another account with PWCC to buy cards, because that's a massive issue. Because PWCC is the marketplace. It used to be where when I wanted to know like whether a certain card was available for auction or whatever, I'd go to I'd go to eBay. The stuff that I buy, there's way more of that quality of stuff available via via auction at PWCC now than at PSA or sorry than PSA than eBay. I'm sorry if I said that wrong. Let me say it again. There is a much higher um, quantity of the types of cards that I want to buy at open auction via PWCC than there are via eBay. And that's really a significant negative about taking this job is that I can't bid on cards anymore with PWCC guys. I can't. And like that's a, it's just a big problem. Are there other auction houses that I can bid on stuff? Yes. But for me, you know, the reality is I don't, like I, Sorry, I'm stumbling over my words here a little bit. I I don't like buying things from a lot of places anymore. I don't like going to a hundred different marketplaces. Um, and for me, you know, the the two biggest are and two best are easily eBay and PWCC. And I just had PWCC taken out. Um, it's no longer an option. So. So that's really a hard thing for me. Honestly, that's like the biggest, most difficult part of this about, um, you know, accepting this opportunity and there's no wiggle room on that. They're not willing to do it. They're not, they won't, they won't even like have a conversation about like, well, yeah, sure. You can bid on this or you can bid on that. Like, I'm just not gonna be able to buy cards from PWCC anymore. And it's not just even the auctions. I'm not even allowed to buy like the stuff from the fixed marketplace. And so, for me, it's a big problem, <laughs> but the good news about that is that when I look at stuff at Premier Auction and when I look at stuff at the Weekly and other things that that we'll we'll talk about going forward, like I can't bid on stuff. So when I say the words "I would bid on this if I could," you'll all know what I'm talking about. So, um, you know, that's that kind of wraps up the whole like me accepting the PWCC offer, um, and um, I could I could talk a lot more about maybe what I'll be doing going forward and how that influences different things. But um, I've definitely taken enough time at this point as I'm 25 minutes in on talking about, 
you know, why I um, accepted this opportunity. But I hope that what you can feel for me is that like I am going for it. I'm accepting a job that's like a dream job. I'm stepping away from a very like well-regarded um, career and doing something that I want to do. And so hope you guys can can feel happy for me as I do that. And uh, and yeah, I, I'm really excited about it. Okay, last thing I want to talk about today is, uh, is totally unrelated to those things. And that is a quote by Adam Grant that I shared on my Instagram um, yesterday and how it applies to our community. Um, and I think it's, I think it's really interesting. And I think that each of us should think about this for a second and how, how our behavior impacts this, um, how, how our, how our behavior works into this, this thing that Adam Grant says. So here's what he says. He says in shallow communities, status is based on outer appearance. You gain influence by accumulating money, power, and prestige. In deep communities, status is based on inner character. You earn respect by becoming a person of generosity, integrity, curiosity, and humility. I'm going to read this again, actually, because, because again, I want, I want to make sure that everybody gets this. So he says, in shallow communities, status is based on outer appearances. You gain influence by accumulating money, power, and prestige. In deep communities, status is based on on inner character. You earn respect by becoming a person of generosity, integrity, curiosity, and humility. And the question that I would ask about this is, you know, how does this relate to our card community? Are, are we a shallow community or are we a deep community? And there's different ways that you can dissect this. One of the people uh, left a really cool comment on my post where he said basically that there's like, there's all sorts of different communities kind of within each community. Um, um, his name is positively underscore Dave. He says, these two types of communities are interdependent. You cannot have a peak without creating a valley. You cannot have a deep community with also creating a shallow one. Both coexist and have value. I think he's right. Um, and, and I'm not an expert in this world, but I would just tell you my thoughts on this saying by, by this, on this quote by Adam Grant and how it um, applies to us. I think if you ask the question, for the most part, is our card community a shallow community or a deep community? It's 100% a shallow community. Um, it's clear that, that status is based on outer appearances. Those people who have influence are generally people who have the most money, who have the biggest cards. Um, this is why there, there are people, and I'm not one of these people, there are people in the community who have really giant incredible collections but hardly anybody knows about it because they don't talk about their cards um they or if they do talk about their cards they don't you know they're not always showing them off in a way where they're like hey look at my biggest card look at my biggest card i show my stuff off too much i think um and i think a lot of people probably feel that way i show my stuff off though be, like i this is where i think i'm generally pretty misunderstood like i guys i just love cards I love cards. I could sit and talk about, I think you guys know this at this point, I could sit and talk about each card for thousands of words for an hour. Um, I could compare and contrast and create lists and countdowns and articles like forever. I can write and talk about cards forever. Um, and so like that's where I think I misunderstood because, you know, as I talk about these things, um, you know, I think that people think it's for power or prestige or like I'm, just being real. It's not. 
It's because I love cards. Like I love, love, love cards. But in our community, people gain power and prestige because they have money and because they have really nice cards. And as soon as somebody comes into the community who buys a whole bunch of nice cards, that person gains power and prestige and status. Um, you know, sorry, sorry I, 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 I'm confusing the words there. They gain status because they have power and prestige and money. And, um, you know, that's, that's not great. In a deep community, that status is based on our inner character. But I think something that's crucial to understand here is it's incredibly difficult to understand whether somebody has character via Instagram or via blow up forums. Um, you can look at the things they've done and you can dissect them and you can say, oh, because of these things, I believe that this person is X or I believe that this person is Y. The thing that's clear is that we as humans are not great at always judging or evaluating where somebody's heart or where somebody's character is. We're really bad at that. Um, and then the other thing that's crucial to understand here is that people aren't black and white. People aren't just good, right? They aren't just like they aren't one way or the other. Most of us have good and bad in us, right? And so you, if you look at somebody and you say, well, that's somebody who I, I believe in and believe in their character, and then you find out later they did something bad, in most, in, in, in online forums, a lot of times it's like the split between good and bad. It's kind of like Will Smith, right? Will Smith was, was viewed as like almost completely good for a long time. And then he had that, that moment where he hits Chris Rock and it's like so many people then put him on a bad list. This is how the world works today through the internet, right? It's like, I believe someone is good or I believe someone is bad. We don't leave a lot of gray area, but we, we probably should right? We probably should, should dissect how we feel about people in a way that's less binary. Um, you know, but I digress. In deep community, status is based on inner character. To judge somebody's inner character, to feel like you understand them as an individual, you know, you have to look at, you have to look at the body of the things that they've done. Um, it says you earn respect by becoming a person of generosity, integrity, curiosity, and humility. And I think those are great characteristics that we should be looking for as we as we look at other people and as we associate ourselves with them. But that's not what we do. You know, look at who has, um, look at which posts get the most action in terms of uh, follow-up posts and likes and things. It's It's not, like, that's how we judge whether someone's successful. It is. Like a lot of us will judge whether somebody is successful in this card world by how many followers they have, by how many likes they get, by how many comments they get on a post. We can't do that. <laughs> That's not a deep community. We should be judging people and thinking about them based on those other characteristics, generosity, integrity, curiosity, and humility. And I believe what Adam Grant says here. I feel, feel really passionately about it. Um, I want our card community, I don't know how to do this. I'm not like a leader in this way. I'm just a guy, right? Like um, I, I want our card community to be a deeper community where status is based on those better things. 
And so and that might be a pipe dream that might be impossible to do. Uh, but I think how we treat p people and who we associate with should be related to that. You know, if you look at yourself right now and you ask the question, who do I associate with in the card community and why? And if the answer is I associate with people who have big time collections because I believe I can benefit from being associated with them, that's probably the wrong answer, right? Um, if you just want to talk to somebody because they have a lot of money, that's probably not great. Um, some of my favorite people in the community are people who have collections that are like dollar box type collections. And um, I, I think that, like, I'm proud of that. I think that's the way we should be. We should look at people and say, is that somebody who I associate with because of those good characteristics and not because of what they have? So that's how I feel like this quote really applies to us. Like I said, I feel really passionate about it. And I would challenge each of you as you think about you know, what you want to get from the card community, how you want to be part of it. I would challenge you to think about that. And um, ask yourself, are you just trying to get, you know, connections with people just because of what they might get you, just because they're powerful? That's a shallow thing. And maybe that's all you want. But if you want a better experience, I would recommend making friends with people who are like-minded, people who have high character, people who are curious, may ask questions, people who want to make it better. So... With that said, again, I want to preview Basketball Card Fanatic issue 22 by saying only that it is releasing this Saturday digitally and will probably hit um, doorsteps over the course of the next couple days, Wednesday through Friday. If they aren't mostly there Wednesday through Friday, then I may push back the digital to the week after, the Saturday after. We want to make sure that the hard copies come first. It's not fun when people are reading their digitals before their print copy comes. That's part of the nostalgia of it. Um, and uh, look forward to future issues of that and look forward to engaging with you guys through PWCC's platform um, and uh, just want to say again how grateful I am for all of you for listening how excited I am for the opportunity that it is to come and uh, there's big great things to come guys the community is as good as it's ever been the card world's as good as it's ever been I know everybody's talking about oh like the card the cards are going down or whatever sure they're going to go down they're going to go up some are going to go down some are going to go up but the fun of it, the real fun in this community is not about just the prices of cards and the market and making money. It's not. If you're in it just for that, you're in the wrong place. But if you're in it to have one of the best hobbies in the world, to be able to associate with great people, learn about the history of sport and the history of a collectible that goes back you know, over 100 years, then you're in the right place. And you've got a lifetime's worth of stuff to, to enjoy and i promise you that's true so and um hope you guys again enjoy the lesson and until next time happy collecting